On this week's general admission, the Ticketmaster saga continues as Taylor Swift takes us to the highest resale prices we've seen yet. We talk some AFI and Bamboozle, and then we get into the new supergroup LS Dunes album, Past Lives. We get into some Grammys talk, King Gizzard talk, general Ed Fishin, and to wrap up, we map out the book club. Okay, let's do it. hey We're here. November 17th. Thanksgiving episode. Not really. I guess that would be the one on the actual day of Thanksgiving, huh, Brett? The appetizer to the <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are like the the cold cuts and the prosciutto the and prosciutto. The, the clams, oregano. I don't know if everyone does that, but it's always an appetizer. balls. Oh yeah, stuffed mushrooms. Ooh, love a good stuffed mushroom. This mushroom-y. is a tasty episode. Um, <laughs> we get to start off with a conversation we've had eighty-seven <laughs> times already. It's the old familiar appetizer <laughs> that still hits, and it's still. Well, this one's not really tasty, but <laughs> no. Um, Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift this week. Every week, it's just it's just Ticketmaster and a new artist. Um, we got out of general admission and right into yeah. <laughs> general Ed Swift and no, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't try and get tickets. Like I'm not planning no. to go. Like I gave up on Blink tickets. I wasn't about to try and get Taylor Swift tickets, but and apparently it's much much harder to go to her show, which we kind of touched on in the last yeah. couple episodes. I don't know what the dynamic pricing is like for Ticketmaster, but we both saw um, StubHub resale tickets. And, well, I just want to preface this with just because someone lists tickets at this cost doesn't mean, like, it's a difference between listing and someone actually buying them, but it's still outrageous, so we're going to talk about it. Tickets for MetLife... um, General admission. This one was actually uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. Oh, I was. I I looked up MetLife for us. Was that one just as bad? Yeah, I looked up Section One, so it's the closest one to the stage, and um, the tickets were twenty-two thousand, twenty-four thousand, and twenty-five thousand. And then I looked at the worst. Then I looked at the worst seats in the house, the highest, furthest back you could find, and those were five eighty. That's yeah. absurd. And then you have Chicago over here with a field ticket, 22,000. <laughs> but there's two more field tickets here. So with row 29, 22,000. 29. Field ticket, row 9, 41,000. <laughs> field ticket, row 5, $51,000. My God. That is <laughs> that's new car worthy. <laughs> it's like snow on the beach. It's weird but fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's not beautiful. I don't know if it's, it's beautiful. Horrendous. It's like it's the end of stadium shows as you know it. <laughs> yeah. Not to sound yeah. dramatic, but it might but be kinda. I mean, it depends if people are, are gonna buy them. I hope no one out there is 
I would think if you had like 50 grand to drop on Taylor Swift tickets that you would have had a more like you would have got your tickets a different way. Like you probably just have some sort of in or something. I don't know. I I have no idea, but I just Instead feel of like buying like a Chevy Silverado. Yeah. You buy if, one Taylor Swift ticket. Yeah. If you're spending $50,000 on a concert ticket, you're probably not going to StubHub and like, I don't know. I don't think people are going to pay these prices. I could realistically see like over a thousand, maybe less than yeah. two for floor seats, but more than Jake. More than Jake or less than Jake? <laughs> These tickets cost more than Jake. Oh, wow. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, anyone who got tickets, congrats. You should resell them and pay off your your college house. loans. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I missed out an opportunity of like a lotto ticket. <laughs> I should have just logged in on sale miraculously get a ticket and then just like boom mammoth is paid <laughs> thanks taylor swift i saw on twitter i think it's clem on barstool i think i can't tell if he was joking or not but he said he accidentally bought like eight tickets to taylor swift instead of four so he could probably yeah. pay off his house if yeah he, to. he should be all right then i wish i looked i i didn't even know it was going on but i just saw people angry at Ticketmaster again but that's like daily now yeah it feels like a new crop of people like this isn't anything new to us really but every time a show pops up it feels like there's a new crop of people learning like this madness so yeah and uh, uh i'm still just be... waiting for fish tickets to come down <laughs> they might Gally. go up to like ten thousand now <laughs> it's nuts i don't know yeah Whatever, we'll just stay it to the club shows like we've said a hundred times before. Shout out Axis. Please don't become this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, did we talk about how Bamboozle is selling their tickets as NFTs on the air? We did, but didn't like NFTs like die last week or something? Oh, is that what that whole thing was? The... Maybe like Tom Brady's company yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> this is what yeah, happens yeah. when you only read the headline. We have this much information <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a crypto podcast <laughs> yeah i don't know i, I just thought that was the gist bamboozle was selling their tickets as nft pictures of the bamboozle clown and that new logo is pretty bad it looks like the clown <laughs> after 20 years <laughs> he's and got still, like... but he's gone to bamboozle every single year <laughs> in those 20 years he's and has like lived after there. like <laughs> Five o'clock shadow and like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> like he's kind of seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I like on one hand, I like that they're doing something different. But on the other, I feel like. I don't know, people might get mad at me for saying this, but the whole like NFT thing feels like just as crazy a scam as Ticketmaster. Like, I feel like it it's is, just though. someone because people get so like hyped on that stuff. So I feel like. He's just like one of those guys and he's like, well, I can sell these tickets. So why not try and like do it through something that I have stock in? Which makes total sense. I don't know. 
But what I do think is really cool, and I like that they're doing, is they are selling these tickets at a certain price with a certain amount of information on the lineup. And then when they release more of the lineup, the tickets are going to go up a little and so on and so forth. I think it's kind of a cool idea. It gives people like a better price for those willing to like believe in the festival. Asking a lot though. Yeah. I don't know. I Then again, if you hate the lineup that comes in, you could probably flip them. Yeah, that's true. I just like that they're trying to get the fans involved and make it like more fun than just like tickets are on sale. Put in your like discover pre code and like go get them. They used to, I don't know if Bamboozle did this. I don't remember, but I know like Bonnaroo does like clues and stuff. Like I wish they would release some like, like riddles, just give away like some of the undercard, like less important bands. Cause I want to know, although I guess that's going to be announced. They said before Black Friday. So by next episode, we should hopefully That'd be know. pretty cool. Yeah. If I not, I thought it was the 25th. Right Is that uh, pre? That would be, yeah, that's, that is Black Friday. Okay. So yeah. Did they so, say before the 25th or they say on the 25th? I thought they said by Black Friday, the lineup will be ah, out. Okay. So, so if it's out, we'll talk about it next episode. If it's not, We'll talk about it. The the episode after that. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely super curious. And I guess they won't be announcing the whole lineup based on what I just said. So <laughs> so I don't really know what to expect, actually. But it's always fun seeing lineups come out. Something to talk about. It's always fun. And then the ticket buying process ruins the excitement of that announcement. <laughs> it's true. Um. You're going to a show this weekend, right? I am. Speaking of shout out to Axis. <laughs> yeah, Axis how, I was going to ask. At the Asbury Lanes. Did you, so, were those resale or did you so buy was, them straight up? I was looking at the resale market and a friend of the pod, Matt, Museos, uh said he had an extra ticket. So I bought the extra ticket off his friend at a nice, convenient $37. A normal beautiful concert ticket price. Yeah. Although like resale is going for like fifty six, sixty, but I can't even hate on that because I flipped a yeah forty three dollar Menzingers ticket for like sixty seven. <laughs> so <laughs> look within reason, people are doing it. So <laughs> I think within reason, it's all right. But like, it's not like you sold it for nineteen thousand no. nine hundred sixty dollars more than you paid. <laughs> I just wanted my money back and like twenty extra bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Beer money. That's it. I don't ask for much. So this is four years strong microwave and yes, I forgot knuckle to mention that. Puck? <laughs> yep, knuckle pucks there too. So I've been kind of revisiting both those bands. Like I know, like you had me going back to microwave after last week's episode, and just ha- like so happened that they're opening at this show. So it's fun to kind of go back down that path again. Like I've been listening to Vomit like nonstop since last week. I, that's like my favorite oh, song awesome. by Microwave. I'm so jealous. I'm hope they're, they're like awesome live too. I've they never have like seen a them nice live before. array of songs because that album that like Vomit is on is a little more like upbeat than Death is a Warm Blanket. That's for sure. <laughs> so I feel like they could put together a pretty nice set list. It's just I think they're like the opener, opener, opener. So it might only be like five or six songs. Yeah, hopefully I'm in there in time for that. I know they start at seven. Yeah. On Friday. 
do my best. Yeah. I but saw Knuckle Puck. Puck. Is... Yeah. I saw them a while ago with on like a modern baseball tour. I think it was 2015 or so. They had the song like Gold Rush was pretty big. Well, that was when they were just starting out, right? Like before. Yeah, the I think length. all they really had was like an EP or something. Like no good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up because I honestly don't remember. They had they had like great energy. They had to like cheat because like Knuckle Pucks a band I never really explored too much before. So I just straight up copied their set list and threw it on a playlist <laughs> in Spotify. Like I know we'll be I don't know if we're going to mention it on the pod yet, but we're going to have another pod series coming out soon. But we could have used one of those episodes to <laughs> get into Knuckle Puck a little bit. But Yeah, <laughs> give us a rundown. Yeah, this could spark a nice little interest in that band after all these years for me. Yeah, they're just like a good, like just standard pop punk band. Pop punk emo mashup, pretty much. Yeah, I feel the like... just I've been getting so far. They they make a great like opener. I hope that doesn't come off like rude, <laughs> but they just have that like energy. But I I feel like they're not big enough to hold down their own show. I don't know if they have toured on their own, but anytime I've came across them, they've been an opener, and I've enjoyed them. But I think for a strong, get you. Huh? are That's they doing awesome? Enemy of the world, the world? In full. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Plus some uh, B sides to end the set. Yeah. Yeah, because they'll rip through that album in not in like too long. 45 minutes, probably. Yeah. It's cool, though. Like, they've been mixing up, so they pushed like wasted time to the end. So instead of playing it like third, oh. they save it for like the last track of the album. The new Sound Glory cool. ap- approach. <laughs> that, Usually... was, well, that was all over the place. That was, you yeah. didn't know what was coming, which was kind of cool. But at the same time, you had to be on your toes the whole show. Yeah. I think if I'm seeing an album show, I'd want to hear the album in order. And it's like, it would be my my preference. Because like when it's an, an album order, you yeah. really listen to, like religiously, you start singing the next song like before it even starts. Like that's just you you hear it all as one. So like an album show, I'd like to hear it in order, but I know bands mix it up. Like when I saw Jawbreaker do Dear You a few months ago, they didn't play it in order. Oh, they mixed it up? Yeah. I just thought it was odd, but yeah, I think that one that one should be in order. Yeah. Speaking of them, did you see AFI's doing like one single show for Sing the Sorrow and like Jawbreaker's opening for them? What? But it's in California. Damn. That's awesome. Stream I'm bummed it. though. I want stream it. Stream or stream it. it. <laughs> or come to New Jersey for one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's my favorite wow. AFI album. So yeah, me too. That's like that's got like girls not gray and uh, leaving song part two. Yeah. Oh my god. Silver and cold. Even like the intro track was that like they had like the chanting kind of right into leaving song. Yeah. Yeah. Blue black dancing through Sunday. Oh man, I forgot about blue black. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this whole album tomorrow. I'm really excited. What a throwback. What's the last song called again? It's not Leaving Song, or is it Leaving Song? No, it's there's Leaving Song, then there's But Home Is Nowhere, then This Time Imperfect, which I I have to listen to to remember. But This Cellulite Dream's a good one too. Uh yeah, the closing track is like a 10 minute like piano thing and like 
then it goes into a song and just all over the place. That's why it's a 55 minute album. And probably why they're only playing it once. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I'm jealous. That's a show I would go see. Like, no questions asked. I wonder if they'll stick to that. Like, this is literally going to be the only one. Although, if there's... Could they be a bamboozle band? Ooh, they could... I, I, If I was a betting man, I would bet that they were there. We'll be there. That'd be a good place to play it again. Yeah. Especially, like... For 20 years, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, with those festivals, like, even, like, with when you were young, like, they know that era that they're playing to. So they're going to lean into those songs more than they would probably on, like, a normal tour. So you have a better chance of, like, hearing. Like that and uh, December Underground were incredible back-to-back albums. Oh, yeah. Even their earlier stuff is good, too. That's another yeah. one that I sort of deep dive but not the later stuff the earlier stuff is very punk so like uh, it's almost like a different band in my head and then it shifts it like my like and this is before my cam like you would think they heard my cam like oh we can make an album like that too this came out a year before wow yeah they were pioneers i would say yeah that and then uh this album crash love i listened to it a decent amount. I think I wanted to one. like it a little more than I did, but I liked it enough that like I would play it. And the newer ones have been just okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even remember like I don't know if I even listened to these burials. Um like bodies that came out last year was decent, but maybe I'll go back to it tomorrow. Tomorrow will be uh an AFI day. You know what AFI stands for? Fire inside. Oh, nice work. <laughs> um, what else is going on? That was this week's quiz. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great quiz. Um, you want to talk about LS Dunes since we're kind of in the in the album world right now? This yeah, almost let's do it. feels like a an album that could have came out when Sing the Sorrow came out. Oh, it's definitely like. Well, of course, it's the sing- the original singer of Seosin, so of course it yeah feels of that era. I'll I'll read off the the members just for anyone listening who might not know. Um, so they're like a super group that kind of formed during COVID, and you have Anthony Green on vocals of Circus Survived Seosin, then Frank Iro of MCR on guitar, Travis is it Stever, right? Stevers, yeah. Travis Stever, I'm just going to say Stever. And if that's not how you pronounce it, then he's spelling his own name wrong. Um, Travis Stever on guitar, Tim Payne of Thursday on bass, and then Tucker Rule of Thursday on drums. So you have like a nice... What a lineup. Yeah. It's cool. Um, Did this lineup, did it deliver? Ellis Dunes, Past Lives, 11 tracks, 43 minutes. Laying it up for me. Laying it up. So I think it works. So like at first, I think after my first listen, I kind of landed like, because I think I've talked about this before, like how I've tried really hard to get into Circus Survive and it just never really clicked. But then on the other hand, like anything Seosin touches, like I'm obsessed with. So 
I was sort of sitting right in the middle. And the more I listened to this, the more I leaned towards like, I'm going to listen to this a lot, like Seosin. It just like, there's, I feel like I would keep learning more and more with each listen. Like uh, the, the guitar solo on Grifter, for example, it kind of just like slipped through the first listen, but now it's like one of the most standout parts of that song. Yeah, and like 2022, cool. past lives, it takes time. Like mm-hmm. I keep finding new favorites and like different parts of the songs I like, and it's not as intimidating as Circus Survive music is. And it's clearly the product of like three bands I enjoy. Yeah. Well, mostly enjoy if you want to count the Sayos inside of Anthony <laughs> Green, but it's delivering for me. And I think I'm still going to continue listening to this because it's just, it's fresh each time and i can't really list too many albums off the top of my head this year that i felt that way about where i keep rediscovering or discovering things with each listen yeah i definitely feel that because my my first listen i wasn't like it just wasn't like hooking me immediately and it's not even that anything was like bad about it i just wasn't like i don't know it felt like something was missing and then I went back a couple times and like you said, kept kind of hearing more things. And I started getting the feeling that like it was a really good showcase of like all the artists involved. Like there were songs like 2022 that kind of reminded me of like a Circus Survive song. You have Like Forever that kind of sounded like it could have been off three cheers, like with just that like guitar, like octave chord that, that he was doing. Um you mentioned Grifter that gave me Coheed vibes just because yep, it was more like noodly. <laughs> yeah. So like it was all over the place. Um, Bomb Squad gave me Thursday vibes. So like all the all the bands involved, you can hear like their their taste or whatever, their input, which was cool. Um, I thought the vocals kind of got like drowned out in the mix. Yeah, I noticed that too. Although there were some points where he just let it rip, which I liked. Yeah, like where he actually like screamed. I feel like Circa yeah. didn't really do that as much. But then again, Circa didn't really stick with me, so he <laughs> might have. I could be completely wrong about that. But of all the bands on this, Circa's one that I never really listened to too much. Is it? And you mentioned it too. Did I don't? Did you say they were intimidating, or I forgot what word you used. Not intimidating. Um, Easy, more digestible. Did I say that? This might be less Circa, intimidating, less intimidating. Something about maybe. I don't know what it was about Circus Survive, but I listened to their first album today just because I wanted to like just compare. And it's good. Like I should have liked it. I would have liked it had I listened to them. <laughs> they just kind of like slipped by for me. But I did like him on on in Sayosin. Um and even Sayosin, I never listened to like a ton of, but the album with the the spider on the front i think it's self-titled as you're not alone but that's not him and though he's not that's not him no, i always he's on it up. he's on translating the name the ep oh. and then he came back for seven years right that's him seven years is him yeah. okay okay yeah i mix up that and you're not alone because those were like two of the five sayosin songs that like i had on my playlist <laughs> no but that was a huge one too but it wasn't him that was up to Google the name now. Uh, yeah, if you're a bad Sayosin uh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but he came back. He rejoined the band in 2016. They dropped "Along the Shadow," 
which was a really good album and showed he still had some of that translating the name energy. That's cool. He also like does solo stuff, I think, like recently. Cause I was trying to like read up on it. Like he has an album that I think came out this year. Yeah, called Boom Done. So he's still he's cool. he's pretty he's pretty active. To give it a listen. Um I might have to try Circus Survive again. <laughs> I think you would I, I know you would like it. Like I like the song Get does... Out, but that's like the only one that Rever really latched on a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, um oh, it was Cove, mixed... Cove Reber. Reber? Uh, Cove Reber. Yeah. Reaver or Stever. <laughs> We're just getting owned by, by E V E Rs today. <laughs> e B R. So I can't tell if it's Reaver uh, or Reber. Oh. <laughs> Um, the album was mixed by William Yip, or Will Yip. Great producer. Um, Worked at the Menzingers a lot. Yeah, that was that was my next <laughs> sentence. I figured you In would, you would know that. Too, I think. Yep, he's done. Yeah, ton of circus circus stuff. Anthony Solo stuff. Wonder Years. He's done like a ton of live albums. I wonder if that's why like the vocals are are weird. People say like the vocals are usually washed out on his albums but i never got that vibe from mesinger stuff so no. like, i don't think you can like uh generalize it like that i do hope the mesingers work with someone else on their next album just to kind of shake it up mix it up a little bit yeah as much as i like his production work my favorite thing about this album before i forget is the bass parts by tim payne the bass is so good on this album Oh, it's really good. Like you could tell that um him and Tucker Rule on drums like play in a band together because like they are holding it down. Like it's the songs have amazing groove and it it gives room for like the guitar player, the guitar players like from Coheed and MCR to like do their things, you know? Like it gives a great foundation for them to showcase their own talents. And like without that solid bass drums, like I don't know that it would work. But it it's so good. Like uh Gray Veins has like a killer bass line. Oh um, yeah. The whole album. Like this is definitely an album that worked best for me on headphones, through headphones. Yeah, I agree. That's why the first listen wasn't through headphones, second one was, and the second one's kind of where I picked up on yeah. what was going on here. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Um they're touring like crazy, like nonstop. Um, they're gonna be in Jersey in a couple weeks, maybe That's December. Jersey City or Asbury? Um, they're playing the lanes. Ooh. I know. Like, how cool would it be just to see these guys perform at in like the smallest venue in Asbury? Yeah, or I'm close excited to for it. the um, Friday. I haven't been there since they redid the lanes. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I can check I'm the not, resale market. I know. Because Vinny, Vinny kind of wanted to go too when I was telling him. Just like, I don't know. I'm just tired. <laughs> as fun as it would be, it I'm just trying to take a take a little break from shows. But reboot for 2023. Yeah. This is one that typically I would impulse get tickets for and just go. Because like you said, like 40 bucks on a Friday night, like 
I mean, I could go to like the bar with some friends and it would be more than that, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's also like Asbury's an hour away, which is annoying, but yeah, a little yeah. more manageable for me. Yeah. What I usually do for these Friday shows is I'll drive down to Vinny's at lunch because I work remote on Fridays. And then me and him will just kind of like work remote air quotes until like five o'clock and then we'll just like book it over. <laughs> it's a good strategy though. Yeah, it's great. That's a lot of fun with that. That's what we did for Angels and Airwaves. WFV work from Vinny's. <laughs> uh you see the Grammys news? I did, unfortunately. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I thought it was a pretty good list. I'm yeah. just mad at the rock album. Yeah. I yeah, think that's just poisoned like... everything else for me. So this is what I wanted to ask you. Um let, let me just read off the stuff before we talk about it so people know what we're talking about. But um Grammys announced like all their nominees. And um so best rock song you have Black Summer by the Chili Peppers, Blackout by Turnstile, Broken Horses by Brandy Carlisle, Harmonious Dream by the War on Drugs, Patient Number Nine by Ozzy and Jeff Beck. And then for best rock album, you have Dropout Boogie by the Black Keys, The Boy Named If by Elvis Costello and the Imposters, Crawler by Idols. Mainstream Sellout by MGK, Patient Number Nine by Ozzy, Lucifer on the Sofa by Spoon. They're doing, I mean, it's right in line with like two old bands that have been around forever. Um, a newer one who's kind of turned pop that makes everyone mad. And then like just a couple like lesser known rock bands who are still big. I see Machine Gun Kelly should not be on here. <laughs> I agree because that was one of the worst albums that we've listened to this year. Maybe on this podcast, I can't name a worse one. Yeah, I don't know if you can. No, I'm with you. Like, if you wanted to tell me his his first, what was this? Take us to my his downfall. first one. Take us to my downfall. Like, if that was on here, I wouldn't argue it. Yeah, but... this album. This album had like one or two songs, maybe. Not trying to be like generous here, but the fact that. He's on it, and like Jack White isn't is insane. Yeah, Jack White had two, and both yeah. were really good. <laughs> yeah, like how is Jack White nowhere to be seen here? I I don't get it. But then this leads me to the question that I wanted to ask you: Is for all it's worth, as much as we we shit on MGK and this album was bad, it was still like top of the rock charts for like quite a while so by that logic should it be here is that the metric they use i don't like, know it can't be because it can't be because like i don't think spoon's up there like spoon i know a lot of people love them i've never really deep dove their stuff before they are oh, on my yeah. list for someday the same yeah. with elvis costello mm -hmm. and i know a lot of aussie stuff but i don't know if he does the numbers he used to the black keys i don't think are what they were yeah this black keys but, album i didn't think was like that great no i didn't hear uh, like it came out and i heard nothing which is just like rare especially yeah. with them 
but Fine. I know like he obviously did numbers, but I don't think anything else on here did. Like Idols Crawlers, the first time I'm hearing of that album. Unless I just completely fell through the cracks for me. Yeah, I don't they're not not a band I like listen to too much. I can't really tell you anything about them. It also says this album came out in twenty twenty one, so like I don't really understand that's strange anything <laughs> i think we we did miss patient number nine though i remember seeing that come out i was going to tell you about it then i forgot so maybe we'll have like a segment in like december of albums we forgot yeah and we'll just touch on some of them that's a good idea um yeah that uh, that'd be fun um i don't know what to make of this grammy stuff i like that i like that like turnstiles on here is really cool like Turnstile's no nominated for three. Um, it's like best rock song um, and two others. Best rock performance? <laughs> Maybe. I honestly don't yeah, the know. Holiday. They got nominated for Holiday. Um, it, like, Blackout is a killer song. And it has like That's that my great breakdown at the end. Yeah. The bongo interlude. I think it's bongos. Like, yeah. It's it's a great song. Like I would love to see that win. Um, Black Summer was everywhere. Like it was a. Is that I the one the Taco good... Bell commercial now? <laughs> What's the one in the Taco Bell commercial? Awesome. <laughs> There's I... one song from there that's on it now. Because <laughs> people were mad. <laughs> ah, get your money. Who cares? That's what I said. <laughs> Their tickets were. Actually, I don't know. I went as a gift <laughs> so i can't tell you that they were affordable um broken horses by brady carlisle is a also a great song it feels a little more country americana to me than like rock song like if you're winning best rock song i don't know but it it was a good song it had like this rolling stones like kind of solo like halfway um it was cool and harmonious dream by the war on drugs was another one that was like a long like kind of journey of a song that's how they are yeah yeah which i i like like it's good it's just not that type of music isn't my go-to like i almost want to like it more than i do but it, it's still cool and i still think they're like a good band it's just not i'm not usually throwing that on but I'm they're glad good. they're on this they're list. They're good road trip music. Yeah, like nice, long, like... You're in the car for a while. Like You can put that on, and like next thing you know, an hour and a half has passed by. Yeah. Like that kind of band. And that's, that's not great. a bad thing. Like, it's no, just, no. they're good, like, in that setting. Yeah. Yeah, you drove from Tennessee to Jersey this weekend? Yep, and then... We split it up on the way down on Thursday. We drove four hours on Wednesday night to Virginia and did the next six Thursday morning. So, so we had a you... good little combo of podcasts and music. So I got Sandra into uh, 60 songs that explain the 90s. We did nice. the Backstreet Boys episode and the Celine Dion episode, and she was hooked. It was oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah, me, me and Nicole throw that on, too, when we're coming back from the shore. We just sit there and laugh like when he goes on his rants. Yeah. I just pass her my phone. I'm like, pick an artist. Like, <laughs> I think we did Dave Matthews last time. 
he doesn't Nine disappoint. Yeah, he's great. Would love to get him on the show. We're trying. Don't have an email and Twitter DMs are unreliable. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, then we also had Sirius. So we were bouncing back and forth between like 90s on nine. And fish. And uh cl- and fish <laughs> and classic classic vinyl, classic rewind. Yeah. Both yeah. of those. Nice. Because it really is like the best road trip music. We were Sandra and I were discussing this and during the drive but like classic rock just hits differently when you're on the road it's like really like the perfect soundtrack yeah i can see that like just those like just got that like wind in your hair into our highway yeah (laughs) and you never know what's going to come on next it's like all like i feel like i don't listen to classic rock as much as i used to and like listening to that made me want to listen to it even more yeah, I actually canceled Sirius, so now I've been like FM radio has been my base if I don't put on Spotify. Key one four three. Yeah, they just got rid of ninety two three, the alt rock station we had. They get rid of it again. Yeah, uh, it's so sad because they they were doing like I was enjoying it. It was like two thousands. Like they would play like. Old Fallout Boy, Rise Against, AFI, like all that stuff would would be in there. Blink, and then they'd mix in some new stuff. I just don't know why an alternative rock station can't survive in the New York market. Like it's insane to me. Would they make it? It's just like simulcasting like sports talk radio. That's weird. <laughs> it's insane. they already have that on one oh one nine. Yeah, exactly. It's the fan, yeah. Yeah. So you're not gonna beat the fan or ESPN. Like, why even try to compete with them? I I really don't get it. But so I've had 1043 the Q on, and it's just the same songs for like they don't mix my whole life. (laughs) And it's not like any of them are bad, but it's just every time I get in the car, it's like the police or pink floor yeah always (laughs) and i love like dark side but like come on like there's so many like i don't are there rules on the radio like i know like it's a good question there are so many pink floyd songs stop playing time (laughs) (laughs) it's like time and money (laughs) or another brick in the wall part two yeah i don't know play like metal or something and just let like that bass like bounce around for eight minutes you could weird. play 90s music now because it's starting to get grouped in the classic rock. Yeah. So like, you can teeter there. You have you'll four decades you can play with. You'll occasionally hear like Chili Peppers, Nirvana, Foo Fighters like sneak in, but not really. But like, not think really. about it. Like, you have the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, and they choose to play like only the same the 20 songs 70s and like yeah it's i i don't get it but it has been putting more classic rock in my face but like i've already done the classic rock thing yeah. like it's not like i'm discovering anything is my point but that's a good point that's probably why i don't go back to it as much as i used to listen yeah. to it i feel like everyone goes through a phase where it's new and they're like holy shit like there's a reason this stuff is so good but then, like anything, when it's in your face all the time, you're like, all right, how many times like do I have to hear like Stairway or something? <laughs> I don't know. Unless it's been a while, but if you listen to Q1043, it, <laughs> it it's be. every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do get they still do like get the let out where they play like 
a I, different Led Zeppelin song. Although it's not a different Led Zeppelin song, it's. I'm pretty sure they do. I I'm not listening that much. Like okay, it's when I get in my car at like eight fifteen, and then when my phone connects at eight sixteen, <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my woodshop uh, teacher oh. in high school used to play Q one hundred four three all class so we'd listen to it like for <laughs> an hour for every day and we would usually hear the same five artists q1043 in a woodshop class sounds like the most like expected thing i've ever oh yeah <laughs> speaking of classic rock we have a new queen song did you see this did you hear about this <laughs> i heard about it but i did not get to listen yet so it's so cool so like they're uh they're reissuing um the miracle from 1989 and like in the process they found this unreleased song called face it alone that like has freddie mercury's vocals on it and um it was just like a song they kind of worked on and it didn't make the album it didn't go anywhere and it came up and they didn't know um if like they'd be able to revive it but with like the technology and like all the things we have at our fingertips now all the engineers were able to like piece it together and they released it and it's it it sounds great like it's just a it's a good queen song it's got like a great piano part great piano part killer guitar solo and like awesome vocals it's what you expect from a queen song and just i just think it's so cool that like a song could like disappear and reappear in 20 30 years or so and they could finish it yeah yeah super cool speaking of queen did you happen to watch the weird owl movie yet no okay there's a, <laughs> there's a i didn't even know there was a weird owl movie so daniel radcliffe aka harry potter plays weird owl <laughs> so like the oh, airbnb hey. we were staying in I guess like it's on the Roku channel. Oh. So we were like watching it a little bit and I got half, we only got halfway through, but like I was cracking up cause like leave it to weird out and make a parody of like his, like bio of his <laughs> biopic. So it's a parody of his life. So it's completely outlandish and out there instead of like telling the true story. <laughs> it's like so over the top ridiculous, but it's great and it works. And like the songs are legit his songs and like showing how he came up, but like he's oh, like, Oh yeah, I, I got like eight platinum records from my first album, like who knew? And like you look at it, it's like it was certified like gold like years later, but it wasn't platinum. <laughs> That's amazing. I I didn't know this existed. Rain Wilson is in it too. Yes, he's Dr. Demento. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, there's so many awesome. like there's so many great cameos, and like one of the cameos was the bass player in Queen. And that's no. where like <laughs> and that's where like another one rides the bus comes in. Cause that's like the Weird Al <laughs> parody of that song. That's awesome. I I can't believe this exists. I didn't know about it. <laughs> it's it was really good. I really want to find where I could get the Roku channel and finish it. <laughs> I have a Roku. So I oh, feel you, like you can watch it. It's available for free. Oh, let's go. I didn't know Roku was bringing anything to the table other than just like letting me download <laughs> Netflix on it. It's very pick a destiny vibes, so I think you'll like it. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I was getting from your description. So count me in. That's fantastic. 
I saw Weird Al once. Uh, I did too. The, <laughs> recently? Uh, I mean, the past like 10 years. Is that Same, a festival? I saw him 2015 with my stepdad. Oh, yeah. I think that might have been I count the same year I saw him. No, I was at... Um, I think I was. I would have known if you were there. <laughs> yeah, no, I was at Govball. He played after Tame Impala, which was very jarring for me because it went from like that is very jarring. One of like my favorite psychedelic rock experiences of the time to like Weird Al parody songs of Amish Paradise in like a tent. And he comes out <laughs> in like full like Amish getup. Yeah, <laughs> it. It was it was funny. It felt like like my dad or like my uncle was like singing songs. Like he just has that like wholesome family vibe about him. Like he was making like the corniest jokes, but like that's what you can't help but laugh. Yeah. So you expect from Weird Al. I saw King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard, Lizard Wizard. Excuse me. They dropped Is their twelfth album of the year. <laughs> Oh, that actually brings up a good point before I talk about <laughs> their tour. Cool or not cool to put out this many albums? Too much. Right? It is too much, but I also cool, kind of like it. But yeah. I like that they're doing what they want and like how insane it is to put out this much music. But as some as a casual fan it almost turns me away because I'm like, I you can't don't know keep, where to I, begin. I can't keep up with all this. But they they announced the 2023 tour, and they're doing like weekend shows at venues. So they're gonna play. They're kind of doing what Fish does. They're gonna play like three days in a row at Red Rocks, three days in a row at um, some other place, something Farms, something Caves, and something Salt Sheds. So they're like rocks, farms, caves, and sheds is like their thing. And they're saying how like they're not, they didn't explicitly say they're not going to repeat songs, but I don't, I don't think they're going to. I mean, you put out 12 albums in a year and you do a three day run. You better not repeat a song. No. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think they will, but I think like, think about when you got into fish, like you didn't approach it. Like, I have to listen to like 15 albums. So I feel like this is almost the same thing. We're just seeing it happen in real time. So it seems more overwhelming, but I think if they came around and we went to a show and you hear songs, maybe for the first time or songs, you kind of know you have a great time. And then you remember those songs and like, that's it. And it might not like, I think it's almost cool that another band is kind of taking from the fish playbook while still like they're not like doing the same music as fish, but they're it's the similar like idea. So I, I think it's cool. I'm coming back. I just talked myself into it. it it's cool. <laughs> I was going to say like probably seeing them at Red Rocks, probably incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, and, oh, go ahead. Uh, they're wrapping up at Hollywood bowl with a, like two three hour sets and like an intermission halftime. Like they're so playing, it is like fish. <laughs> they're doing like an afternoon show and then like coming back at night in like an hour or two. That's pretty cool. Like they're calling it a double header. 
do they put out live albums or like these are all studio? I don't. I like, what's the difference with fish for me? Like I got hooked on fish from partially from you and the recommendations, and then also the serious station where like you don't know what live song you're gonna hear. Yeah. And next thing you know, you get hooked on a live song and you go home and you start listening to that song over and over again. And then the next time you're in your car, like very rarely do you hear repeats on that station. Like you never yeah. really get the same live version twice. I've noticed at least it hasn't happened to me yet. And I've had it for like six months now. Yeah. I mean, well, so, there's like three decades of songs. Of tapes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hear the same songs, but they're of course, each live one isn't the same. Yeah, which is what makes them such a fun band to follow. Because it's like, wow, they're really like going crazy on this one. Or like, it's just you pick up different things. We had to drive like 40 minutes the other day and it was early. So I'm like, I'm just going to throw on a fish album and just like let them like hold it down. And it was just like a normal, like the song free. Like it wasn't like a, just a regular one from like 2011, even not even like a year that people like get excited about. Usually it's and, the 90s, right? Yeah. Like 97s when people like get real hyped. Um, but it was early. I was tired. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to focus on whatever Fishman is doing on the drums. <laughs> and I was just really listening to what he was doing drumming and like, he's like a human metronome, but then he works in like these little fills where you can hear him gradually. Like, I think he carries like the songs like, like, or, or uh, like steers them almost like he brings them. I don't know. Just next, next time you, you have him on, if you remember, just try and just focus on whatever the hell Fishman is doing and ignore everything else, which is also a fun game. Cause then like, I'll be focusing real hard on Fishman. And then all of a sudden in like the back of my head, I hear this cool piano thing. And it's almost like Paige is like pulling me like, no, come here, listen to this instead. Like it's, it's just such a unique thing. I just love them. I love them so much. <laughs> I got to try that with their live music. Cause I was, it's funny you say that. Cause like I was hooked on him on sci-fi soldier. Like I thought he did like his drums really yeah. stood out to that on me. No, his drums really stood out on that to me. There we go. I couldn't speak for a second. <laughs> I, I thought that's what you said. Clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, producer. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Hick Nodgins are yeah. producer. <laughs> no, Get More Down was cool, Sci-Fi Soldier. It's just like, I wanted, like it was a tease. Like you could tell they were, demos i want the live versions of this yeah yeah you there. just gotta find the halloween show but i want to like on spotify so i can just put it on in the background yeah yeah it's the easy way um did you watch that blink doc yet that's but i'm hoping Next between <laughs> now and thanksgiving <laughs> all right yeah that i'll actually do unlike the red hot chili peppers album if it's still up no we're gonna talk about that next week <laughs> um let's wrap up with, next week uh, with nickelback with the book club N nicole keeps singing san quentin <laughs> driving me like, she'll just walk <laughs> past me and she'll be like somebody keep me away from san quentin <laughs> like, stop it 
I'm I'm coming around on it because it just cracks me up that like she keeps singing it. <laughs> um, book club, book club, the storytelling. Yes. So, the book is broken into five parts. It is. Perfect. Probably should have had that in the room with me right now, but. <laughs> No, it it's cool. So five parts, and you said it's like roughly seventy pages or so per part. About so um, it's a rough estimate. It might be more, might be less. Who knows? So we'll shoot for the episode after Thanksgiving. So that would be December first. Um, Have part one done. Yeah, read part one. That's the plan. I'm pretty sure it's like different stages of his life. Each part too. Like the later you get in the book is like the older years. I'm pretty sure like the first part is childhood. Okay. So well, at least we'll get cool. to hear like what he was listening to. Yeah. And what a lot of the stuff, I'm sure. DC punk scene. Yeah. Probably some mom stuff, which will be a little sad. Yeah. Um, And then I figure we'll just do like every other week, maybe like have a part done. So that gives you like two weeks to read the next part. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now. Right. Two yeah. weeks from this episode. Yeah. I think that seems like a good pace, and we can always change it if we want. It's our show. It is. <laughs> uh, and we'll yeah. have some special episodes coming soon, too. Yeah, we're going to try some new stuff, shake it up a little bit. But that'll do it for this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We are on YouTube. If you want to just throw us a sub, it would help us out. We'd appreciate it. Um. I also post Italian shenanigans. Sub. I'm posting shenanigans to TikTok. Got to get in on that TikTok game. So if you're out there, if that's one of your apps, toss us a follow too, please. Trying to grow this thing. So are you a tuna you. sub? <laughs> a tuna sub? <laughs> no, I hate, tuna. Sub. Well, I, I hate tuna fish, but like a nice like tuna tartare. Nice tuna roll. Tuna roll, Sush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to tuna roll out of here. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Bye. Put your feet in Java to Variety. Thank you.